Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Reality Hall Podcast with me, your favorite half of reality TV, Anne-Claire Oublier. So today, I am here to talk about the Real Housewife of Atlanta premiere and the Summer House Martha's Vineyard premiere too. They all heard on Sunday. Both of the shows were amazing. But before the Real Housewife of Atlanta, Premiere brought us a lot of news. So the first one that I'm kind of shocked about, and I don't know why, but I am shocked, is Kim Zolciak Bierman is divorcing Croy Bierman. And why am I shocked? I don't know. I really believe in their love story. I watched the Don't Be Tardy for the Party show, and I liked it. I really did like it. It stopped airing like in November, in 2020 because of COVID and uh, or maybe because Kim didn't want to film anymore because that's when the money issues started being very very apparent <laughs> she must have been like uh-uh we ain't gonna cut me sleeping on camera so she stopped the show it was not renewed that was a terrible mistake because <laughs> that meant you didn't have any more money to keep up with that sham you know I will give you money, you pay Paul, and then blah, whatever. But yeah, I am absolutely shocked. That man, Croy, has lost everything because, as we know, Kim used all his money. <laughs> so you see, he, he had $20 million um, contract with the NFL, but that was what, eight years ago when did don't be tardy. Don't be tardy started in 2012. So that was like 10 years ago. And now he's no longer playing. He's retired. He's injured. And now that they sold their house for foreclosure and there is nothing left for them, Kim has been like, okay, bye bye. You can't take me of me. You can't take care of me or my children. So I'm going to find another papa bear <laughs> to take care of my kids. And I'm going to require that you pay me spousal support like him like you did that man dirty because how many kids do they have they have cruise they have all those k-name children they have like three boys and a girl i'm gonna check that out i'm gonna i'm gonna check how many kids they have so yeah i checked it out they have four kids one girl three boys and i don't know i hope that croy is gonna survive in this i really want him to go back on um the housewife of atlanta i've always loved kim people say yeah she's racist she makes racist comments blah 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 i should care as a black woman but i don't think that she's profoundly racist i think she's just dumb ignorant and i like seeing ignorant people on my team i like to drag her you know i didn't like her when i was watching the don't be tardy show I didn't really like her real house of Atlanta, but she was funny. She was good entertainment when she was friend with with Minnie when she was Minnie's little sidekick. You know, she would do whatever Minnie asked her to do. I loved her when she got into when she was against Minnie. I loved it, and I even watched her show. Oh, I love that show. I think I'm gonna watch it again. It was so freaking funny because you could tell <laughs> that one of her kids, I think the little one that used to cook, that loved to cook. Cash, I think he hated her. 
like that little boy hated his mom so much like every time she would try to hug him he'd be like don't touch me don't talk to me he was he wanted to cook he was good at cooking and she was like um she was trying to help him and he was like you can't do anything you're terrible he hated his mom and that's i love that show like kim was so delusional her daughters are crazy well crazy the little considered little white girl teenager that have a little bit of fame and a tiny bit of money oh my god those were the good days i might do a little rewatch of don't be tardy and i might post an episode you know talking about you know our season one and how it works season one season two well i have a lot of plans and they almost never plan out pan out so i'm not sure this gonna happen but if it happens yeah that's the plan and also uh candy on, on the, in other news candy has been nominated for an emmy and for a tony she is on her way to the egots like queen candy candy really is in her bag like she already has a grammy for i don't want no scrub scrub it's okay okay no demonetization even though we're not monetized <laughs> on that podcast but yeah she's nominated for tommy nominated for emmy then she's the oscar and i'm like yay when you watch the season premiere you're like yeah todd she doesn't have time to help you with your little production our girl is a better bigger smaller thing like she is successful she is still successful her career is not over she can't help you anyway anyway i'm not getting into the episode right now and also i saw some pretty funny thing after her after candy's um ad with kfc was posted uh <laughs> like everyone was congratulating her and everything and um she reported something saying maybe i should have gave her some kfc at the reunion since the food is the only peace offering she accepts and kfc answered with we have delicious lemonade if you're feeling thirsty oh my god that is so fucking funny i love when uh community managers of mcdo kfc wendy's whatever clap back at people because yeah sure you're fucking thirsty man you would have never getting gotten an ad with kfc because you were eating those leaves last season, was it? And you haven't gotten a lease sponsorship. I feel like Sherry expects things to fall into her lap. Whereas Candy works for what she has. And that's why she's so successful. Candy is not afraid of working. She is. She is. Like a fucking... She, she, she works so hard. She's good at what she does. And yeah, she's not afraid of hard work. And that's why she is such a good artist a good producer and a good yeah artist i already said it and a good reality tv because you know people are like oh candy is boring candy is boring but candy has been on this show for 15 years she is the only og that stayed for the whole 15 season you know sherry is an og but um candy was there for the 15th season there is not one season where we haven't seen candy she had all those spin-offs she is like the longest running housewife and for that everyone is going to try to come for her this year even her husband is trying to come for her he has been trying to come for her for the longest time but you can't break candy no one will break her so yeah let's get into the real housewife of atlanta review 
Okay, so this episode was there to lay everyone's storyline in front of us to get it started. So I'm gonna go by storyline and then we'll go <clears throat> uh, into the party because that's where most of this action happened. So Sherry's storyline is that she's dating a man. <laughs> She is uh, dating a man. She's dating Martel from Love and Marriage Huntsville. I do not watch Love and Marriage Huntsville because I don't have own. And also, I barely have time to watch Bravo. If I start watching Baddies Down South, Love and Marriage and all that, I won't be able to have a full-time job. So, yeah. I kind of want to watch Love and Marriage because uh, my fave, Monique Samuel, is in one of the franchise. I'm not sure which one. And also, I love a good black reality TV slash black production. So yeah, I would be, uh, I, I might watch it, but I don't know when. I don't know. I don't know when. Um, so yeah, so Sherry is dating Martel. And uh, I wrote in my notes, are we thinking this is a real relationship? Because Sherry called that man, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. But Martel has never claimed her as his girlfriend. And from, I don't watch Love and Marriage, but love and marriage news pops on my twitter feed all the time and apparently that means that guy cheats left and right he cheated on his baby mama he cheated on his wife i mean then he got someone pregnant and he got another girl pregnant he's a serial cheater <laughs> he's like the definition of niggas and shit so um yeah i don't know if it's a true relationship or what is it also he lives in huntsville i don't know huntsville alabama i don't know how far that is from georgia but uh why he's um why he's a cherry getting in relationship with men that live so far like last season she was in a relationship with a man that uh lived that was in prison this <laughs> year she is in a relationship with a man that lives okay i checked it's three hours and 22 minutes of car okay so it's not that much and apparently he's gonna move there but they're already not together anymore. I don't think so. He's not on her Instagram. She's not on his Instagram. That was just a little relationship. I don't know if it was serious or not. Anyway, I hope for my girl that it's not serious because from the looks of it, this guy is already cheated on her. Apparently, while he was there filming, he got a girl pregnant. That's the girl that he got pregnant. So, like, Sheree, what are you doing? But if it's just for a little fun, I'm with it because that man looks extra hot i'm sorry he, he does look hot you know so for a little boy candy you know a little boy toy he lives three hours away so you don't have to have that man in your house he comes for two days gives you a good dig down you guys go to the restaurant you have a good laugh you're laughing funny you get to admire his abs and then he goes back home to his wife or ex-wife or his baby mama you know because i guess he's divorced is he divorced okay i'm gonna look it up okay so he's divorced so yeah hang out with that man for two days have good sex and then ship him back but she's already talking about he's gonna move he's gonna move like sherry no you can't she needs to i need sherry to stop dating this bum ass man like everyone points it out she dated bob and I think that Bob is the one that broke her. He broke her. Like, she has no self-love. She has 
no self-esteem. She, she doesn't realize what she's worth. She has no self-worth because she was with Bob and he beat the shit out of her. And then she got nothing in the divorce. Then she was with a guy that was uh, in prison. And then that was like, oh, you tried to make me go to prison because you wanted me to film. And then she was like, uh, no, you knew I was a reality TV star. And yeah, you, you agreed to date me. So of course you're gonna be on TV. I'm not trying to bring you back to jail. So Tyro, she had Bob and Tyro cheated on her. A nigga that was in jail that is dating Bomai Sherry Witchfield cheated on her. Bum ass niggas. Oh, I hate that. And then now she's dating Martel, a serial cheater, a man that is so conceited. And what does he do in life? He's like an entrepreneur or whatever. Like, Sherry, you deserve so much better. So I'm going to need you to wake up wake up and stop dating those bummy men like yeah <laughs> and uh, during that scene where we get introduced to sherry um to martel um he sherry tells us that a uh, candy called martel an opportunist and uh martel comes back with a very funny line he's like well she should call her husband an opportunist because he is and it's true todd is an opportunist but you know he's married to her he gave her kids so at least he's doing something for her he's living in the house he's not cheating on her he's loyal to candy you know but martel what are you doing you come you live three hours away you're not doing anything for sherry you just want to be on the reality tv but i believe that sherry is also an opportunist that's who she is so her dating an opportunist does not surprise me because both of them are they are both opportunists so yeah so then we have a scene at candy's house with uh, kenya moneta and obviously candy and uh, candy told us girls uh, well she i've heard before moneta and kenya arrives she said she tell don juan and uh, what's that other woman Oh, I can't remember her name. Whatever, her name is not important. So they're talking about uh, Shibai Sheree, and Kenny said that she tried to help Sheree. She set up meeting. She gave her the contact of very professional people. But Sheree doesn't want to pay anyone. And in order to have professional people, you need to pay. And I'm like, Sheree, you need to get rid of that. Uh, how do you call that? Uh, when you're known by something. Oh, I'm like sick and it's 8 in the morning. I have a brain fart. Reputation. You need to get rid of that reputation of not paying anyone. She didn't pay a contractor and that's why her house took 10 years. Chateau Sherry took, take, took 10 years to be constructed. Uh, she didn't want to pay for Drew's party that she threw with Drew last year. She didn't want to pay. She was like, no, I'm not paying. <laughs> like Sherry is not paying. Like She's not spending money. On her businesses she's not spending money on her friend she is not spending money but she wants us to pay to spend money because did you see like that track suit that lounge said that she was wearing in the next scene the pink one 243 dollars for some she by she in what no i'm sorry sherry like you can't you can't and she's like oh yeah people are uh saying that uh the launch of she by sherry was a a, a fair 
but uh, I'm sorry, I had so much traffic on my website that I shut it down. That it shut down because too many, too much traffic. Well, guys, don't believe that. I am a software developer, and your crash could site could your site could crash if there is five people on it, depending on how much you pay your host and your provider for like how much you pay them, like the traffic. You could have 10,000 people allowed on your website at once, or you could have only five, depending on how much you pay. So, Sherry, that doesn't mean anything. I'm sorry. First of all, the site crashed in like five minutes. And then once we went back, there was only Sheen tracksuit. No one bought them. And now you're coming back. And we still can't buy stuff from your website. So like, your website is not working, you're advertising for clothes on the show, and you are not even able to get a proper website put on. And, you know, a website is not that hard. There is something called Shopify, there is Squarespace, there is people making websites for you for $500, you know? It's not that expensive. You could get a real one, but no, you refuse to be fucking professional. And that's why she's trying to make a quick buck, but it's not working because she doesn't want to put some money in. She wants to give us $5 leggings, sell them to us for $200. She wants to, she, it's looked like Kai did a website. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Kai, I didn't want to come for you. But anyway, Sherry is a mess and Candy tried to help her and she didn't want to pay anymore. And now Sherry is coming for Candy kind of out of nowhere i don't know why she's so salty like why she's so against candy this season like and that's why she brought courtney she brought i believe that courtney is on the show because she's gonna help marlo and sheree take down candy and gonna work because ain't gonna work courtney is not that girl but yeah ridiculous so then we have the Kenya storyline. So she's dating a guy named Roy. Roy Shlomo is a restauranteur, a very successful restauranteur. He's Israeli. He is a millionaire or a billionaire. I checked, but you know, I can't remember. Uh, she was interested in him by Moneta because he's friend with um, Neo, which is Moneta's ex-husband. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy for my girl Kenya, you know? Uh, that guy I went on his Instagram, he seems very legit, he seems very fun, he has a little girl, I think she's two years old or something like that. Some people thought that it was a red flag that she had, that he had such a young daughter and that he was single, but, you know, shit happens, you know, at least he's taking care of his daughter. Like, look at uh, Kenya, she got pregnant and then Mark was no longer interested and she's been single, she's been separated, like in ever since uh her daughter was born so it's not that weird i really like that for kenya this man seems um very nice and she's finally diverging you know <laughs> from black men she's gonna try something new you know because she tried with black men it didn't work so now she's gonna try israeli firstly they're very nice with their women a little controlling but they're very nice very loving very caring respectful so we'll see how this pan out so we're gonna meet him later this season so i'm really excited 
and um, they obviously talk Kenji, Kenya, and Moneta in this scene obviously talk about Martel and Sherry and Kenya tells us that Martel slid in her DM and she did not uh, answer but she doesn't say like he tried to hit on me she said you know he very nicely slid in my DM and when she goes to look for the DM it's no longer there because he deleted it and I don't think that's like I think I believe that if the DM was something that was like uh, how do you call that if it was something that was a shoot your shot dm sliding the dm for a little something freaky she would have screenshotted it he probably say hey she didn't answer it was a shame it deleted the dm but you know i still want to see the confrontation like it's on next week's episode because she started confronting him at the end of the episode but on next week's episode we had a, to be continued so we're gonna see the full fight and I really want to see if he remembers what the text was. What's is he gonna deny it? What's gonna happen? So that's Kenya's storyline, her new man, and all that shit. Um, Candy's storyline is the same as always. She is she works too much, and she doesn't have kids. Uh, she doesn't have time for her kids or her husband. And um, she says that Tom has wrote multiple scripts. And he's just waiting for Candy to produce them. And I really don't understand why. I wrote a tweet saying something like, uh, like Candy has already shared her fame with Todd. I'm going to find the tweet. I'm going I said, Todd doesn't need Candy to be a producer for his film slash show. He can use her clout and his experience to find a good producer like it can't be mad that she doesn't have time for him like that's unfair because todd has been married to candy for what like eight years ten years i don't really know but he's been in candy's life for a very long time he's been her partner he's been a business partner too i don't know if it's forced or if it's genuine he's been in candy's life he's known as candy's husband candy has a lot a lot a lot of connection in the business and i'm pretty sure that she is not trying to prevent todd from using her connection todd used to be on the production on of real housewife of atlanta that's how he and candy met so can you tell me why todd needs candy to produce his film slash movie slash shows you don't need candy you already have candy's clout you already have Candy's connection. Now you need to take your butt out of your finger and go look for that opportunity for yourself. She gave you all the tools. She gave you the people, just like for Sherry. She gives Sherry's the connection. She doesn't use them because she doesn't want to pay. Dude, you have Candy's money. Like, go do something by yourself. He always wants to be involved in Candy's shit so that he can take credit for it. But when it comes to doing his own things, he also needs Candy to be involved because he wants to use her notoriety. But you're already using it by being her husband. So, like, dude, like, like you don't need Candy to, to, to be involved in your project for them to be successful. If you really have that, if you're really good, if the scripts are good, you should not have problem finding a producer to produce your film. So, I don't know, like, I'm so annoyed at Todd. 
I've always been like, yeah, I don't want Candy to divorce Todd because, you know, at first I was like, he's an opportunist. I was on Mama Joy's side. Like, that man is using your money, you know. He's doing restaurants over restaurants and he doesn't even want to take your advice. Like, he's doing investment and he's losing money. He's losing your money, Candy. He's not bringing anything to the table. Well, yeah, he's a good dad. He's, he takes care. He takes care of the kids. But now it's like, Candy, give me your money. I need you to produce my film. IG, no, you, like, like I said in the beginning, Candy works for everything that she has. She puts the time, she puts the effort, she puts the money. Todd is only there to take credits for all of Candy's work. And I am tired of that. Like, Candy needs to get rid of dead weight. And Todd is definitely dead weight. How are you going to shame your woman and make her feel like she's doing something wrong because she doesn't want to produce your movie and your film? She already has her own stuff to be, to produce. She already has her own career to be working on. She can't be now working, helping you build your dream. No one helped her build her dream. And she already helped you by giving you almost unlimited funds funds and even that you can't do like Todd Todd you're gonna need to wake up and then he's doing his meeting on the live in the living room in the kitchen like dude why are you doing a professional meeting in the kitchen at dinner time and then you're like oh I'm working I'm working no you're not you're just here to antagonize your woman because you guys live in a fucking mansion don't you have a room where don't you have an office there's the candy's office in their house no like, you don't need to be, like, in the middle of the kitchen at dinner time and, like, be like, oh, don't make too much noise. I can't come to dinner because I'm working. Yes, yeah, so go work somewhere else. And maybe, you know, you don't do anything now that you don't have the restaurant anymore. You don't do anything all day. Why are you having a, din a, a meeting, a work meeting at dinner time? And then he's going to come back to say to Candy, she does not spend enough time with the kids. What? What do you mean? Like, I'm there at dinner time at least, you know? I was in my confessional. I picked up our son's car. And you can't even come to dinner with me because you have a bullshit meeting about your production, your film. If you have multiple scripts written and none of them have been produced, why do you keep writing scripts? Try to have one of the ones that you already wrote, produced, and then we can talk more. And, like, I'm going to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't like Todd. I thought that... Uh, the New Jersey condo storyline last season was kind of bullshit because they need a storyline. But I do believe that their marriage is in danger because Todd is also a fucking bummy nigga. Like, he was working on the production of Real Housewife and now he stops working and he's just living in Candy's house, using her money and guilting her into spending money on his production. Like, huh. But everyone in the room, Kenya and Moneta, tell her, you need to find a way to make your relationship work. You need to make time for your family, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I agree. She needs to make time for her children. Because little Ace called her and he was like, Mommy, I need you. You're the only one that can understand me. And she was like, well, I'm working, my love. I can't. And like, what's her name? Candy's daughter was like, why are you having other kids? Because you were barely there to raise me and you won't be there to raise them. Riley and she was right she was right you don't have time for Ace he's always with the nannies and he wants you so Candy if she didn't want I'm not saying women have to make a choice between career and raising kids 
but I do understand why the kids feel a little some type of way when their parents work all the time. But also, you know, all the private school you're going to go to, you're going to be a little nipple baby. Well, your mom has to work for that too, Ace and Riley. So, is Riley Kinji's daughter or Todd's daughter? No, Todd's daughter is Sky, Shy, Skylar. I don't remember. Guys, I have like... <laughs> My brain is all foggy. I apologize so much. Okay, so let's move on to Sanya's storyline. Oh, so Sanya is living with her entire family. Before, she was living with her mom, her dad, her husband, their kids, and her sister. And now they're living with all those people, plus her sister's husband and her sister's kid. So like three couples in a one house and two kids. That is a lot of people. And apparently she, her brother, her in-law is in real estate so she hired him as her assistant so that he could get to law to know people but her sister is complaining that she has no boundaries and that she doesn't treat her husband the sister's brother-in-law right and she has no boundaries she does not give him opportunities and also she asked for stuff at very inopportune moments and that when she was a track star it was okay because she was the breadwinner and she was the main priority she was the star so they were part of her team but now that she's less famous she doesn't deserve that and i'm like girl who the hell do you think you are are you living in my house i'm paying the bills i'm paying you a salary to be my assistant and you dare to complain um no this is not how it happens because she is still the star in the family she might not be a star anymore but she's still the star in the family because you live under her roof, you eat her food. So yeah, if she wants to go play with the kid at 6.29 and dinner is at 6.30, well, she's your boss. <laughs> she is your boss and she's the one deciding. I really did not like that. Plus, now the sister has a confessional. So Sonia got her a paycheck because if you have a confessional, Bravo pays you. It pays you less than the reality, the the, the, the main characters, but you're a friend of. So, what are you complaining about? I really thought that it was ballsy of the sister and the brother-in-law. She was like, she asked the brother-in-law, "Do you like working with me? Do you think it's a good time for you to meet people?" And he was like, "Well, you're always doing something new, podcasting, whatever, whatever." And I'm like, man, you can't complain. Like, she gave you a job. She's paying you to bring her coffee. And I'm sure she's not paying you minimum wage. She's paying you a lot of money. She's trying to give you opportunities. And you don't want to take it. Like, grifters. So that's Sanya's storyline. That she's living with her family and it's becoming very, very hard. But then later, she chose the party and her assistant is off work. When him being at the party could have been a great way to show his assistant way and to get to know people but no she gives him off work because she has to respect boundaries anyway i don't understand why all her family lives with her she spends 100k on a party for her husband and a party that does not even look like a 100k party that's look this looks like a forty thousand dollars just like a first budget was party but it apparently is a 100k party when like, I know everyone said it on Twitter. You could have bought a down payment. That's a down payment for your a house for your mother or a house for your sister. 
But no, you rather spend it to impress people on a show, people that don't care about you. Like the only person that is that should be spending a hundred k on a party is Candy because Candy is the real deal. Candy has money. She doesn't have a little cash. She has money. You know, she's building generational wealth. Sanya, you're spending a hundred k on a fortieth birthday for your husband, unnecessary. And I thought the party was okay. It was not. It did not look like a hundred k. Anyway, that is Sanya's storyline. She has to learn boundaries. And uh, a grifter sister <laughs> is not happy with the way she treats people, but whatever. And then, lastly, we have Marlo's storyline, and Marlo's storyline is that she is trying to gentle parent her nephews. I really like the scene with Marlo. Um, I really like the fact that Marlo apologized for the way she treated her nephews last season. And that she's trying to be better, to do better. I think Marlo could be a great Monty because first of all, she apologized. She's trying to break the cycle, the the violent cycle that's been running into her family, the abuse cycle, the abandoning kids that's happening in her family. She's trying to do better. She got a life coach. She's listening to what people tell her. She's listening to her nephew's feeling. You know. I'm not saying what she did last year is great, is good, but she apologized and she's trying to be better. I really, really like that. Um, I love seeing Marlo with her nephew. Her nephew prepared dinner for her. And then they help each other with their homework. They seem like great kids. So yeah, I'm really happy Marlo is trying to be a good mom. I, it makes me very happy because Marlo is messy. Marlo is this. Marlo is that. But Marlo has a lot of love in her heart. And uh, yeah, even last season when she was acting a little crazy and starting fight with Candy for no reason, um, I liked her still. So yeah, I'm super happy that Marlo is uh, in a better space, you know, and that she is. She, she said something like, did she adopt her nephew? I think she adopted them. So they'll be in her life forever. She's their forever monkey. And uh, yeah, I find it cute. I find it cute. Okay, so then we get introduced to Courtney, the new girl. So Cherry has a workout plan at her house. So Sanya comes in workout clothes. Cherry is in her $243 <laughs> she tracksuit. <laughs> It's not a tracksuit. I just stop saying that. Loungewear. And also, I feel like I say Sherry. 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 But I say Sherry. I know her name. I know how it's pronounced. It's just that when I read it or when I see it written in my head, I see she, Sherry. 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 Anyway. <laughs> and Courtney arrives in high knee boots and tall ass boots and a little jean shorts and well she's not coming into um workout clothes and they don't even work out they just go sit down drink champagne and eat some leaves um so the new girl is named courtney she has a marketing consultant company and she has a jewelry line that she's wearing clink, 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 clink. <laughs> uh and she apparently already has beef with candy she clearly is looking for a moment she was like I'm casting to the Real Housewife of Atlanta. I'm gonna go after the OG. 
Candy Burris, and I'm going to try to take her down because I'm also Sherry's and Marlo's puppet. Because obviously, later on at the party, Marlo tells her, you need to confront Candy about her telling that someone told her that you told them that you were Candy's friend, you know, telephone game. But yeah, she clearly is Sherry's and Marlo's little puppet. So she has beef with Candy because apparently Dina or Diana, a girl that she knows that works with Candy, told her that Candy said that someone told her that Courtney told them that she was friends with Candy. You know, we get lost in all that. Is that a real fight, really? Is that a season 15 fight? No, it's not. Because I, I, I don't know, like, it's just a telephone game. The real way to squash that beef is to be like, do we know each other? Did I say that? No, I did not. Did I say we were in the same cycles? Yes, we said. That's what we did. And that's what she does later in the, in the episode when she comes to confront Candy and she's like, yeah, I never said we were friends. I don't know you, but we were into the same cycle. And Candy is so shady. She's like, I don't know anyone that knows you. <laughs> so yeah, Courtney, I don't know which um, circle you run into that you know people. Well, you know Dina, which works for Candy. But Court Candy never heard about you. And Courtney, I don't know, she came with a very negative energy. She was like bopping her head and yelling and raising, talking over Candy. Because at first, it was okay. She was like, oh, hi, someone told me that you told them, then blah, 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 blah. But then Courtney is like, I have nothing positive to say about you. And she raises her voice. So obviously, Candy gets mad because she knows. Sherry and Marlo try to come for her last season and they're going to try to come for her in the form of Courtney this season. And Candy is like, okay, you are a clout chaser and I'm about to bump that bitch into the head. She's about to head bump her, okay? <laughs> Candy got activated. And I was very happy because Courtney, who the hell are you? First of all, you fought in a fight over some telephone game, over some rumor that I said, I don't know you. Well, girl, I don't know you and no one knows you okay and then second of all you're like oh i have nothing positive to say about you girl you don't know me so obviously you have nothing positive. well you should say something positive about me i have a grammy award does she have a grammy yes yeah, she has i just said it she has a grammy award i am candy burris okay i have candy quoted well you know, there's a lot of nice things to say about candy candy did not go into that conversation being confrontational courtney is the one that was like being all sassy and shit. So I'm on Team Candy on this because Sherry and Marlo are trying too hard to bring Candy down. Like Candy is nothing but a positive woman. And I really like that she was like, I'm about to head bumper. <laughs> she did not back down. Because she could have, like, at first that's what she did. She disregarded the girl. But the girl would not stop. So Candy was like, okay. Don't get me activated, like Lindsay would say. And she activated. And yeah, I'm really happy that Candy put her back in her place. Anyway, that's all to say about the new girl. So at the party, well, first of all, Drew is not there. And at the party, Ralph comes alone. He comes alone to the party because Drew is having family crisis. And uh, he couldn't stay with her because he wanted to show love to Aaron and I'm like um 
you wanted to show love to your boy that you've been known in for one year but you didn't want to show love to your wife when her dad is sick and he is in the hospital hmm. it's very transcendental of you eh? ariana's mother that di grandmother died and he stayed at the party with raquel drew's mother is sick and ralph goes to a party for aaron like what so that is drew's storyline we know the end of the storyline she's getting a divorce from ralph Woohoo! And that's the beginning of where we see, well, the beginning, no. Ever since they've been on that show, their relationship has been a huge red flag. And now, well, I guess we can finally see the end of it. Then Monica tells Cherie that she has heard that uh, Martel has other girls in Atlanta. And Cherie's like, oh, why are you waiting till we film to tell me that? Well, and then she didn't say anything before. Well, Cherie, she maybe thought she knew because, you know, all the headlines. It's been in the news. It's been in the news for weeks that he's a cheater, that he cheats on his, um, that he cheated on his ex-wife, that he has baby mamas all over the country. So it's not news. It should not be news. She's just telling you, in case you haven't seen the headline, because I don't think you saw it because now you're introducing that man as your boyfriend on a reality TV show, you should know that he has multiple girls. And she's like, oh, and where is she? Is she here? Because I don't see her here. She was with me for the last two days. I am a Ferrari. And if he wants to go hook up with the Toyota, that's his choice. And I'm like, Sherry, you are not a fucking Ferrari. You are a doormat because you have no self-love. Like I said in the beginning, no self-love, no self-respect. Like Candy is like, yeah, she was with, a guy that did community service and now she's got with community property yeah you don't mind sharing your man you don't mind it you have no good taste in men and no the women are not trying to wait until this show hairs to let you know you know it's been in the news for days and you still don't care they're just trying to look up look out for you and you're so like obsessed with yourself that you do not realize that they are trying to be your friend and to tell you, Sherry, please don't get your feelings hurt by an ancient man again. Then Ken, um, Kenya tells um, tells Sherry that uh, Martel slid in her DM. And uh, that's how the episode stopped. She confronts, uh, Sherry calls uh, Martel over right away and she's like, okay, I'm going to ask him what was said in the DM, I'm not going to defend him, kind of like Ariana did with, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with DVR, I need to stop bringing DVR everywhere I go. But yeah, she confronts him, and that's how the episode start, stops to be continued. So I saw a little sneak peek, he's going to deny, 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 then he's gonna, when he's going to realize that she's not lying, he's going to insult her and all that. But I don't know why he would do that, because no one said you said anything wrong, we just said you DM'd kenya you could have said yeah i just said hey she didn't answer so i moved on and you could have said it was because we don't know if the dm was sent before or after it was with sherry before or after it reached sherry you might have tried you know to be with kenya she didn't pay mind so he's like okay i'll go to sherry but yeah that was it for the first episode of real housewife of atlanta season 15 great episode good season in the show 
everyone is going to try to come from for Candy or everyone, Sherry and uh, Marlo and Courtney are teaming up to be against uh, Candy, but you can't take the Queen's title. You can't, Sherry, or Marlo for that matter. Okay, so let's move on to Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Okay. So that was a really, really good episode, a really good premiere. That show showed a lot of good potentials. Everyone in the house is hot and cute, you know. Everyone is educated. Everyone is on their career path. I love it. They look super bougie. They look super um, well off. And I love seeing that, you know. Uh, so they start the episode with a little shade. Jasmine is like, Martha's Vineyard is 10 times more exclusive than the Hamptons. And they're like, ooh, a little shade to the original summer house. Oh, I love this. They really made me want to go to, um, to um, Martha's Vineyard. So who do we have in the house? We have a married couple. So that's a... Uh, Jasmine Cooper and Silas Cooper. They've been uh, married for a year. They got married in June 2022. And uh, yeah, uh, Jasmine, I find her very, very, very annoying. Um, the way she was yelling, the way when the girl arrived, she was like, She really thinks, I don't know, she's so extra. She's too loud. Um, she's trying to be a little producer because she knows. She knows how it works, you know, uh, to be on the show. She knows that uh, people like drama. But I really did not like her. She's trying to be the boss of the house. Like, she's telling Bria, you should have told me you're bringing your dog. Like, this is, you should have given me and Sila an update, a, a, a heads up that you're bringing your dog. Bitch. This is a Bravo show. You might have been one of the first person, one of the person that pitched the show, you know, to Bravo, but it's not your show. It is Bravo show. And if I want to bring my fucking dog, emotional support animal, I will. Anyway, Jasmine, I'm very annoyed by her. Um, yeah, she's playing into the married couples too much and she's trying to be matchmaker way too fast like we can tell that she studied summer house the real the one summer house and summer house was all about hookups in the house but this is not the vibe of summer house martha's vineyard yet it's like a group of friends that are gonna have fun we don't need to have people be in relationship right away like at dinner when she's like oh who's everyone interested in there's a lot of nice single people in the house who has their who's some who already has someone on their mind and i'm like we've been in the house for less than 10 hours girl we're not gonna be in a relationship right away calm down calm down so jasmine for now she's the one of the girls that i like the least because she is too much she's looking for drama everywhere and anywhere she's trying to be a producer and she's not good at it then we have her husband silas cooper um 
the man works in finance and he works in the house because you know he works in finance and even though they are in the holiday he cannot not work because every time he doesn't work he has to go in the army i didn't really understand why you know like you can't take holiday if you want to take holiday you have to go kill people <laughs> i don't know because uh red flags i see a lot of red flags in that man is against her it's very controlling uh he wants to keep jasmine in the house he's like you can't go out with your friends um and i was sidelining him at the dinner table when he was like yeah you bring her at three in the morning she's a married woman now she can't do that and i'm like no that's not true if she did that every day of the week i would understand but you can't prevent your wife to hang out with her friends at least once a week her long-time friend, a friend that she has known way longer than you. Silas, I'm going to need you to sit down, you know, okay? Work your little finance job, you know? Bring the money, but leave your girl, leave your girl's freedom alone. Then we have Jordan Emmanuel. She is a beautiful woman. She's Jasmine's best friend. She is, I think, the most beautiful girl in the house. Like, Amir and Alex are all over her. Uh, apparently, she's celibate. She's on her celibacy journey. And uh, when she told that to Amir, he was like, I'm not interested. But Alex seems to be open about it because even him had a celibacy journey. But I still would like to see some loving, loving uh, on um, between jordan and amir because they are the two hottest people in the house and i love when the two hottest people get together because you know <laughs> it's like so obvious but it's also like very entertaining and he's kind of a fuck boy and i would like to see the dynamic of is she gonna give up the cookie is she gonna forego her celibacy for him oh, i'm getting a little too ahead of myself and i'm telling you about the storylines i would like to see also um at the dinner table, when Silas was accusing Jordan of bringing his wife out too often and not taking care of her and not realizing that she's a married woman, I really like the fact that she stuck her ground to her ground. And she was like, I'm always aware of my surrounding. I'm always protecting her. We're not going to have sex with random guys. We're going out to have fun, to be between each other, two best friends having fun. And don't forget i've known her before you so she's my girl before she's your girl and you need to stop trying to control her and put her in a cage i really love the fact that she called out his behavior right in front of it what i didn't like was the fact that jasmine did not open her mouth to defend her friend she even laughed when alex said that he could see that jordan was the bad influence friend she laughed she was like ha 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 and I, I was like, that's mean. When your husband is attacking your best friend, you tell him to shut up. When some men are saying that your best friend is a bad influence on them, you tell them to shut up. You defend your best friend just like she's defending you. So I would like to see some uh, fighty fight between Jasmine and Jordan because I really did not like the, the dynamic of their relationship. Did not make me happy. So yeah. Then I want to move on to, well, I talked about Hamir. So I'm going to talk about Hamir. Amir Lancaster. Oh, that man is so hot. He's half Lebanese, half African-American. 
he speaks Arabic and you know I know a lot of Arabs so I don't find that I don't find speaking Arabic very sexy but a black man okay he's half black has Lebanese but whatever he is he looks black a black man speaking Arabic ooh daddy damn he looks hot as fuck um but he has a girlfriend 10 weeks ago, he posted a picture with Natalie Cortez reading everything I wish for. He went to a marriage, to a wedding with her. And I'm like, dude, like, why? Why, 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 already have, why are you already having a girlfriend? You just started a show and on the premiere of the show, you're announcing that you have a girlfriend. What the hell is that? So even though I want Hamir to hook up with people in the house and I would hope that a bravo couples come out of it i already know that's not happening he has a girlfriend like rule 101 of reality tv hide your girlfriend at least until season two especially on summer house especially when people are rooting for you to be in relationship with people like i don't know i think that was a bad part on him like he doesn't need to come back next season if he already has a girlfriend or his girlfriend needs to be in the house or he needs to cheat on him, on his girlfriend Am I a toxic person? I might be, but I guess I'm toxic. Ah, ooh. Then I want to talk about Preston Mitchum. Uh, I love him. I love his energy. I love his style. He's an attorney. Uh, I love black men that are successful. He he seems very funny. Uh, I love that he called that. Um, that he called up Jasmine when she used the word black excellence. He taught me something actually, because I used to, I, I'm used to using the term black excellence, but he's right. It's just us conforming to white people's expectancy. And we're just trying to be accepted by white people when we say black excellence. We're like, yeah, look, us black can be excellent too, but that's because we're looking for their approval, which we don't need. And that's, I think that's when I fell in love with Preston. I was like, oh, Preston, I love you. I think that you are a thousand percent right. And I'm going to be extremely conscious in the future to not use um, the term black excellence, but to say, yeah, I'm an excellent, I'm excellent. I'm excellent at what I do. You know, I'm successful. I'm not successful as a black person. I am a successful woman, period. So yeah, Preston, I really like it. I love his style. I love his teeth and his smile is so hot. I think he's hot. Like he's like a big teddy bear, but also kind of like, hmm, daddy. He's wearing too much, uh, too many hats. Not those hats, you know, like, um, how do you call those hats? Uh, I can't remember, guys. Fedoras. He wears too many fedoras, but you know, sometimes... You gotta date a black man that wear a fedora. <laughs> that is the aesthetic. Um, then we have Bria. So Bria works with Jasmine. Bria came to the house with her little winner dog. So cute. I thought that dog was so cute. And I don't understand the problem with her bringing a dog. First of all, that's her emotional support animal. So if she needs it, I don't know what's the problem with it. Second of all, she didn't need to tell anyone that the dog was there. 
First of all, she didn't bring a big ass Rottweiler or Doberman. She brought a little winner. Okay? A winner dog. That dog is not bothering anyone. That dog is cute as fuck. And uh, apparently she's taking good care of the dog. I kind of agree uh, with uh, Jasmine and uh, what's her name? Mm, I don't remember the name of the girl. That was like, I do not want to have a dog in the pool. Like, cause I, when I saw the dog in the pool, I was kind of like, uh, I don't want to go in the pool if a dog has been in the pool. I find it disgusting. And the dog was at the table too. And I was like, uh, I don't want the dog at the table. But the dog being on the couch, where do you want him to go? Do you want him to, 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 to sit on the floor? No, it's a cute, it's, 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 this dog is a lap dog. You don't put a little winner dog on, on the floor. You leave it on the couch. And if there is hairs, you know what you do? You go grab a little vacuum and you vacuum the couch. And then it's done. There's no need for us to have a confrontation. I'm really happy that she was to Jasmine. Jasmine, you need to stop. Like, I'm not having that conversation with you. And then she stood her ground where she was like, she has a boyfriend? And uh, she's not interested in dating anyone on the show. Like, this is not what she's there for. And we don't need Summer House Malta's Vineyard to imitate Summer House, the original Summer House. We just want to see friends having genuine relationship, you know? They seem to already fight without it being love-related. And that is a good way. It shows that they have real chemistry. But Jasmine was harassing her, telling her, no, you need to forget about your boyfriend and all you... Can, uh, and you have to forget about your boyfriend and you need to go hook up with some dudes that are in the in the um, in the house but no 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 that is i'm happy she told her to not do it then we had a lot of a bunch of other people alex is vegan he sings he's hot i love it all the men on the cast are hot are hot except for silas silas is not really my type but you know he's married um all the women are hot too jordan being the most beautiful one and yeah everyone seems to be funny i really loved it i can't wait to see the rest of the season they are spending 15 days in that house it's gonna be filled with so much drama and i love it because summer house has been very slow very uninteresting you know everyone trying to come from for lindsay and carl and no one's bringing their own storyline. And the new girls brought more than Amanda Page and Sierra brought in all those years, in, uh, in all those their years in Summer House. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see the rest of it. And uh, yeah, so that was a very long episode. So, if you're still there, thank you very much. If you like the podcast, please give it a five star review. Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow me on all my socials. So Twitter is at Reality Hall Pod. And uh, Instagram is at underscore Reality Hall. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you Friday to talk about Summer's House, uh, Real House of New Jersey, and Vanderpump Rules. Bye!